Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Dash Radio. We're on the Nothing But Net channel. Our time has changed, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Also, I'm on onsideradio.com every day, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Again, just go to onsideradio.com. That's on more than just the heat. Uh, covered a lot of Dolphins stuff today before the big heat news that came later in the afternoon also check out five reasonsports.com spell it out f-i-v-e reasonsports.com all of the latest stories again not just on the heat but on the other teams in town and we unlike the other outlets do not have a paywall also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network as i always mention so many of our sponsors are local, including our friend Mark Brown. You can find him at markbrownpa.com. That's M-A-R-C brownpa.com. You can call the office at 954-566-5678. Now, why would you want to do that? Because you want a $295 closing fee on your refinances and purchases, right? And you'll get that when mentioning five reasons. This is a real estate litigation and transaction law firm with a full service attorney owned title company. Again, this is for commercial or residential. Also they handle evictions for landlords or tenants and they offer flat fee evictions practicing for nearly 15 years. Mark's a big South Florida sports fan. He's become a friend of the network. So make sure you check him out. 954 954- Five six six five six seven eight. Again, that's nine five four five six six five six seven eight. MarkBrownPA.com. And now today's episode. One two three four five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here is today's floor plan. A little bit of a deviation from what we intended to do. We actually recorded a different episode last night. That one we'll have to wait for later in the week because we do have news. I've got Alex Toledo. I've got Greg Sylvander. The news today, not entirely unexpected. Uh, We knew that this could possibly happen sometime before the middle of December. We thought that there were other things involved, including the Giannis situation. Of course, Bam Adebayo and Giannis share an agent. Bam Adebayo, though, the Heat released it to a few beat writers today, and then it became public. Uh, His agent confirmed it to Zach Lowe of ESPN that Bam Adebayo will be signing the full five-year max extension, which was his right this offseason. He could have waited another year, would have given the Heat a little bit more flexibility. I have some very definite opinions about this, which I've been sharing on Twitter. I do not understand the people who are out there. It's not a it's not a majority. I don't it's a very, very silent minority. Uh, it's very, very loud minority, I should say. OK, but there is a certain segment of people who I seem to remember saying, why did they take care of Dwayne? And now they're saying, well, why are they taking care of Bam now instead of uh, keeping flexibility? So, Greg, you're coming in hot today. I'm getting out of the way. Go. Yeah, so uh, let me just preface everything I'm going to say by uh, acknowledging that had the Heat not offered Bam Adebayo this extension and they had waited a year 
it undoubtedly created more flexible options for Miami to add a max free agent next summer. So let's just, that is the level set playing field. But what, where I got really kind of rubbed the wrong way today is we have a player that was drafted the last pick of the lottery and he played well enough to command a max extension. And we have fans that were upset by it because of the the bird in the bush that they're going after versus the bird in the hand and it's just like a situation where i feel like yes there were so many things we were hoping the stars would align for the heat to go into next summer with max flexibility but bam Adebayo also earned this extension and the other part of this that i think is just it's being completely blown out of proportion is miami's ability to continue to add to this team there's this overarching notion that they can't add another player without essentially gutting the entire roster, which is completely false. Um, and it also, there's a little bit of a lack of credit to Andy Ellisberg in the way that he structured all of the contracts in the last year or so, all dating all the way back to the Iguodala extension and the team option that's associated with that. He's kind of lined up all of these team options. And now we see why if it, it really shows that, that they were planning for this, that they expected this because now instead of gutting the entire roster, they have the ability to uh, pick up the team options on various players, whether it be Myers, Leonard, Goran, Dragic, Avery Bradley, Andre Iguodala, and now use those as salary matches and basically operate as a team that is above the cap. So as much as we've talked about them being a cap space team with max cap space next summer, they may actually operate above the cap like they did this summer and still have the ability to acquire a, a max guy. So I just think it was a little bit overblown. And any day that you can secure one of the best big men, best two-way players in the league, one of the best young stars in the entire league, two wins from the finals. This is not a day to be frustrated or upset. Thank you that we now have Bam Adebayo locked up through 2026. I mean, look at how many players in that draft are not getting offered extensions. I mean, this is the fourth, right? So, I mean, you're talking about Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, uh, Bam Adebayo. I mean, when Bam was drafted, nobody really put him there. I'm going to go to you here, Alex, in a second, but a couple of other things I want to touch on. Uh, the first thing is I do think that the bubble changed this. I, I think if if the Heat don't go as deep as they did in the bubble, maybe Bam would have been more willing to wait. And also, if he doesn't suffer an injury, okay, maybe he would have been more willing to wait. But when you're a young athlete, okay, who he wants to take care of his mother, okay, people say, well, he could do that with what he has now. That's not your business. He can do it any way he wants, okay? He's earned it, right? And the, and the point is, like, if you're a young athlete and then you suffer an injury, that gives you some pause, then you're going to be more inclined to say, look, I need to get my security now. I'm not going to wait for it necessarily. And, and again, for Heat fans who are panicked, look, again, he has a relationship with the other player we're talking about here. They have a relationship through their agent. He knows what's going on. If Giannis wants to force his way to Miami, this is the, the, the grand point here. He still can. He still can because of the things that Greg's talking about. Alex, were you disappointed in any way that he took the extension? No. Not really. Uh, and I understand the idea of it from a team building perspective. Like, you know, you want to have the, you want to be able to keep your guys around if Giannis does decide to join the Heat. But I'm with you guys. Like, I think if he does decide to come here, if there is one guy you want signing his extension is the guy he shares an agent with who, who he's apparently friends with. And I think like it was always up, going to be up to Bam, right? And I think uh, like Albert Namad has pointed out that uh, really it didn't matter financially not that it didn't matter but uh 
Bam could have waited and pretty much essentially gotten the same money next offseason. But the injuries are a concern. Obviously, you don't you don't know what can happen between now and then. At the end of the day, it was always going to be up to Bam. There was no doubt in my mind that the Heat were going to defer to whatever he was going to do because they know that there are obstacles, but there are none. And I, I know that at this point, <laughs> a few minutes in, we may sound like a Heat propaganda podcast, but, <laughs> but after what they just did last summer, like there's just no other way to put it. We know the connections between Bam and Giannis. We know the options that they have to be able to bring in guys, whether it's Giannis or whether it's another trade for, for another star. And those options are still there. Just because they have a little bit less flexibility, I think like that doesn't really take away from the big picture. And I think now, like you guys pointed out and, and said better than I can, the team options all of a sudden make even more sense than they did before because they become tradable contracts. And it's not, no, you're not trading Avery and Myers Leonard uh, and Andre Guadalla for Giannis. But if you're putting those as, ma- as, you know, matching salaries and then you throw in picks or whatever else that, you know, I mean, that, that the Bucks would demand in a signing trade or any other team because they could get thrown in, in another trade, like they still had that type of flexibility. I, I think now they're just a trade team instead of a, a free agency team. And I think that's kind of what threw people off because we, we just, uh, you know, we talk about 2021 free agency, but it was always going to be up to BAM. The, the flexibility yeah, and- you're talking about, and again, the flexibility you're talking about fans get uh, too hung up at times and we've pushed this. Okay. So we're somewhat responsible for this, but about the clearing the cap space for a year. But the point that you've made on this is that is right. Is last year they did it with Jimmy Butler with no cap space. They did it with no cap space and they're going to have cap space. I mean, honestly, this is easier for them to pull off in a year from now than the Jimmy thing was to pull off. The Jimmy thing was, was damn near impossible. I mean, and and it almost fell apart. I mean, I I still want to get a, do a full podcast on this. It almost fell apart like 12 times at the end. It did fall apart the previous year with Minnesota. Okay. There was a very real chance. Jimmy was not going to be down here. They got their guy because their guy wanted to be here. If Giannis wants to be here, he'll be here. And now they've just take care, taken care of his friend and they've remedied. They've, this thing has come full circle since 2016. Over the past four years, they did have had some missteps by rewarding the wrong people in 2017 and in 2016, but they now come full circle to this thing where four years later, they've proven to be a loyal organization again, a family organization again. They're taking care of Giannis's friend. They're putting his priorities first. The Dwayne stuff is sort of wiped out or it's covered in good feeling now because of the way that Dwayne came back, the way that Jimmy appreciated the way that they... People are forgetting this, right? Jimmy Butler wanted to come in large part, okay? I mean, he wanted to come anyway, but he really wanted to come because of the way that the Heat treated Dwayne at the end, okay? He was, he was here for that last home game. He was touched by all that. It affected him, okay? Giannis and Bam have a relationship. So Giannis is, and I know Barry Jackson reported tonight that, you know, it's, I don't know if it was an associate, but someone close to Giannis said that they appreciated the way that they were taking care of Bam. I, I don't know how Heat fans can it's look at it. Right. I, I don't know how the Heat fans can look at it any other way. I really don't. Now, are you disappointed it's going to become a little bit more difficult for Andy to figure it out? Yeah, but he's figured most things out. So Exactly. So, so I, I'm just not worried about it. And now, like you said, the contracts that they offered make a little bit more sense because, look, let's look at it this way. What if they'd given Jay Crowder the second year? Right. Where would their flexibility be now? Yeah, well, you know, like maybe that's actually one that you could argue that they could have had um, because like if you're opting into those team options, that's that 
extra year, but Jay Crowder wanted three years. So that that's where this gets a little tricky. And ultimately, like now that they're at a place and Albert Namad is, you know, we, we all know what a, a magician he is on the Twitter timeline with some of this stuff, but uh, he broke it down really well. I mean, they still have the ability to offer um, they could retain Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson, and they still have somewhere around twenty-four uh, to thirty million dollars worth of cap room to play with. Now, obviously, that's not the year one max offer to Giannis Antetokounmpo but that still is a great deal of flexibility while retaining your core. So here's the other thing in play. If all of a sudden hero is a 21 point per game scorer next season, or Duncan Robinson has another historic three point shooting season. If you're all, all of a sudden you find yourself two wins from an NBA championship as they just were, maybe you don't necessarily need to go after Giannis. And I know that that sounds crazy because I have been pushing that largely but maybe you fall into a situation where you can use that cap space and you're still an absolute contender and if not you circle back to the sign and trades yes there are issues with the hard cap and retaining guys like duncan robinson if he's going to command 20 million dollars a year but you have options you have flexibility and the other thing that I, I i would be remiss if i didn't mention is that we're in the middle of a of a global pandemic and Bam Adebayo wants to secure some long-term money. We've seen what happened with Chris Bosh with health issues. We've seen what happened with Alonzo Mourning. This is not something new to Miami Heat fans. So to see Bam Adebayo secure his future is the right thing to do. And now it's just a matter of figuring out the right way to structure this. And I don't think giving Danilo Gallinari what he was just given from Atlanta or paying Jay Crowder a three-year deal or going out and giving Serge Ibaka the full mid-level for three years or whatever it would have taken to possibly acquire him, it, it, it wouldn't have made more sense than continuing to have the utmost flexibility knowing you were going to have this extra wrinkle with the BAM extension in place. And here's the other thing you mentioned, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. BAM knows that personally he had COVID <laughs> before he got to the bubble. So, I mean, you're taking all of these things into consideration. Remember the fear about that when we knew about that, but we weren't putting it out there publicly, you know, what, what that meant after what happened with, as you mentioned with Bosch and Zoe. So, I mean, you, tomorrow's not promised to you. Okay. I, I never am going to begrudge a guy for getting his money when he can get it. Does it make it more challenging? Of course it does. But again, you can see the way that they've lined this thing up. And look, I've been on the Giannis train, you know, as much or before anybody else, but he's not the only player that they can go after. I mean, I'm not saying it's over with him, but maybe they do know he's going to sign the extension in mid-December and that played into it. Maybe he's not going to sign the in, in, in mid-December, but they know that he may try to force his way to Miami after that. So, I mean, they have more intelligence on this pretty much than any other team would have, again, because of the relationship with Bam. So I, they're not operating in the dark. The moves they made last, you know, the last couple few days, they made that with this in mind. The other thing I, I want to get to, and then Alex, I'll bring you in here, is, you know, we had some concerns. We talked about this on podcasts about the state of the heat financially, because the owner's stock price has gone from what, 55 to, I don't know, what was it today? 17 during the pandemic. And he just made $190 million potential commitment to a player. So I actually think he fans should feel pretty good about that. Like it's clear if, if it's the right player, the right person, and this guy is, this is not Hassan Whiteside, that they'll spend on it and they'll spend on that player. They'll reward that player. And there's nothing about this player. Like Alex, there's no red flags about this player. Like 
there's no concern, A, that he's stopped growing in terms of his potential. There's no concerns that he's going to get lazy like Hassan did because this nope. is the goal. None of that, right? None of it. And you just saw them. Like, you, you don't have to talk yourself into what BAM can be. Or, I mean, obviously, that's a, that's a part of it. You're projecting towards the future. But you just saw him be the, the first or second most important of a team. You know, hashtag two wins away from the championship. And because I'm constantly saying that and like they just did it. They just did it. You pay that guy. And honestly, like there was a point where in the middle of the season before everything happened with the pandemic, I was saying, well, maybe they should pay him right away because he's only going to get more expensive. Like he, he there's incentives for him where uh, I believe he can go all the way up to 193 mil, mil total for for the contracts. If he makes all NBA or gets other accolades. And I think that could very well happen. So maybe it is good that they got him earlier than later, regardless because of the connection to Giannis, I always thought it was going to be a home run to re-sign him if that was going to be his choice. Because there was there was reasoning for him to just put it off till next summer. But regardless... Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. I think now it's going to be all about, well, uh, what do they do now, right? Are they going to just run it back? I think that seems to be the plan. And then from now, I just really think that they're going to be open to a lot of different trades and can go a lot of different ways with that, whether it's during the season or whether it's next offseason. And I think they're going to have a lot of different things that they can do, even without the same, you know, ginormous cap space that they had. Yeah, this is about flexibility with trades now. Uh, the, the, Pat Riley just historically has not been a, 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 a team builder that has relied heavily on free agency. Yes, the big three thing will always stick out, but this has always been about the trade market, whether it's to acquire the initial star that builds the foundation or to acquire all the other pieces around him. So uh, wh whether it's Giannis or it's Bradley Beal or it's James Harden, I feel like there's just so many different options and you have uh, you're going to have basically your whole slew of draft picks going forward. Uh, obviously, there's a few picks left to convey, but for the most part, you can give out most picks. Um, you're also going to have some good young talent on cost-controlled contracts. And here's the other thing. Let's say that everything completely flamed out next season. Worst case scenario, everybody regresses except Jimmy and Bam. You also have the option of completely stripping this thing down and going into uh, next summer with only Jimmy and Bam on the books. And then you do have max salary space for a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. So obviously that's not the ideal option. I think we all were looking at the Golden State model of having this great young core that you could all extend. And then you also can add, add another max free agent, but let's not get greedy here. They got Jimmy Butler without cap space. They drafted a guy at the late lottery. That's now a max player. Any team in the league would have been honored and privileged to give Bam out of bio that contract today. And so if they, if it does cost eventually Duncan Robinson or Tyler hero to bring in that third guy, like nobody was complaining about having to, ship out players when you got the big three so i feel like it's a little um overstated and it's not even it's not even necessarily <laughs> um 
like that they have to do that. They may be able to keep some of these guys and still add talent. So overall, I just think there was just a gross overreaction by a certain faction, as you say, a small minority of Heat Twitter today. What we're going to get into that's when they like Oh Beasley. Well, yeah, well, I know. Well, they brought him back again, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're going to talk about the Heat fans after the break because I do want to get to that. But the, the other point that I think needs to be made here, you should never, as a fan, be rooting against your players' success because they're going to get expensive, right? Like th- this, you know, this fear of, oh, Dun- if Duncan Robinson blows up, they're going to have to give him $20 million. Good. It's cap hold. Well, I understand, but I'm saying like <laughs> it, it's it's good. Like yes. I mean, it, no, it's you're good. right. You're right. I mean, it, what it, a first sh- world problem. <laughs> right. I'm right. I mean, if he shoots 43 percent from three on 12 attempts, and he's a 20 million dollar player, like that's a good thing. If Tyler Hero takes the next step, and and you know, all of these things are good. Like there shouldn't be any regret of the, about the fact that Bam blew up in his third season. Like. It might have happened in his second season if they'd gotten Hassan out of the way. And again, let's look back to 2016. Look at this contract. Look at Hassan's contract. Which do you feel better about? Okay. Which do you feel better about? All the concerns I wrote about it on the day that Hassan resigned. And I said, okay, I said, because I've had conversations with Hassan. People think I had this terrible relationship with Hassan. I didn't. I had conversations with Hassan. Okay. And he basically tried to sell me. He sold me on the idea that he was going to keep working hard once he got the deal. Okay. And it didn't happen. Okay. Or at least it didn't happen in the way that he hoped it would. Okay. He worked hard at times, but he didn't work smart. He didn't work with, they got frustrated with him. Like, there's no concern about this. Like this guy is not going to get a big head. The first thing he wants to do is go buy a house for his mother. Like it's not, <laughs> I, I don't really have worries about that. Look, Dwayne went through some of that as he grew up a little bit. Okay. During the Shaq years, he became a little more standoffish. He became a little bit more Hollywood and all the rest of that. But eventually, but he's, he, he's, he remained a heat player at his core. Bam is going to remain a heat player at his core. The fact that Dwayne, you know, congratulated, approved of the move. I mean, it does show again, the organization in the past four years has learned from its mistakes. It showed it with the discipline and free agency It showed it with giving the extension to bam. Okay. When they didn't take care of Dwayne, the way they should have taken care of Dwayne and an organization that learns from its mistakes is the kind of organization you should be proud to follow. That's how I feel about it. After this word from safe cubbies. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. I first want to tell you about one of our most important sponsors. We've talked about them a lot, but now they've got new offerings And as you know, COVID-19 is not gone. So you've got to make your environment, whether it's your school, you want to tell your administrator, whether it might be your business, maybe you are the boss, maybe you want to tell the boss or whether it's a residence, you want to make the place safe. So you got to check out safecubbies.com. They've got custom sneeze guards and shields and also they stock sneeze guards and shields. They do office partitions. Again, they work with restaurants, businesses, schools, and more. They do floor decals for the social distancing. They do the PPE and COVID signage. They also can put in the touch-free sanitizer stands with or without the branding, and they do branded face masks as well. And Safe Cubbies will come out and perform a safe sur- a site survey to provide a free estimate for you. And of course, they will do the installation. So reach out to them, mention five reasons. We've had many, many people who followed us. They've gone to them. They've been very, very satisfied. So check out safecubbies.com for all of your safety needs during the pandemic. All right, Ethan Skolnick back with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander. Let's wrap it here. When did Heat fans become, is this our fault, like in part, like when did Heat fans become so spoiled? Um, 
Yeah, I guess I need to take some responsibility for the fact that I do a great degree of hope trafficking, but it's only on one one social media application, and that's Twitter. And the Heat Heat Nation is much larger than that. So I think, like, actually, if we really take a broad view here, the majority of Heat fans are happy about what happened today. You just locked up Bam Adebayo long term. But this is the thing, like, the like. When Pat Riley arrived, he talked about parades down Biscayne Boulevard and he talked about thinking big and he went out and got Alonzo Mourning. I was a Heat fan who literally, I shed tears when Glenn Rice was traded. I literally shed tears. I, I was distraught by it. And immediately I recognized when they were in the Eastern Conference Finals a year later that it was the right move. And I started to understand that there was needed to be a trust factor and that there was a bigger picture in place. And it's been proven time and time again, but this is what happens when you land LeBron James, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. And when you, you know, just talk about dropping rings on the table and the Godfather. And you know what, like, how cool is that, that you actually get to follow a franchise that does this thing right most of the time. Um, but I do think that the hope trafficking and the, the Giannis Bam t-shirts and, and obviously like some of the stuff that, that, that goes on from a social media perspective, it plays into expectations. It plays into fans wanting to keep, have their cake and eat it too, so to speak. So there is some of that, but overall, I think if you polled the majority of the Heat fan base, they're happy today. Today is a good day that Bam Adebayo was signed. And I think people should be shouting from the rooftops with, uh, with joy, honestly. We locked have in three... two superstars. Well, well, Alex, we got three different generations here in terms of, I mean, we got one person, I don't want to admit it, in his 40s, one in his 30s, and one in his 20s. Uh, I do feel like those are different segments of Heat fans. Uh, I feel like the Heat fans who are more my age bracket, who kind of remember the build with Zoe and Timmy and the frustrations of getting out of the first round and against the Knicks and everything, I, I feel like there's a little bit more understanding when things don't go perfectly. I feel like the, the Heat fan, I, I, I don't want to, th- pencil you in here okay but i feel like the younger heat fan like doesn't know anything but success i mean i mean i guess watching Deion waiters and james johnson was not success but you know you know what i'm getting at like there it's the big three there's like the there's like the zoe tim heat fans then there's like the ones who came in with Shaq and Dwayne's ascension and then there's the big three heat fans and i feel like the big three heat fans riley's referenced this they're spoiled yeah uh I do think that that it's an interesting theory for sure, by the way. And it's also a good one for you to just kind of shift the blame over, over towards us young people. And that's what we do, right? Like yes. we, no, I mean, no problem. I mean, it's, yeah, we, that's what I do. We're used to it. So it's no big deal. We, we, we take that, right. That, that's we, what, that's what we get from people like you. No, but on a, on a serious note, uh, it is a, it is a real thing in, in the sense of, yeah, we, the younger fans are not used to seeing just years of irrelevance. Like the past uh, few years have been ever since uh, 2016 when that last second round appearance came. And I think people were like, oh yeah, well, we're going through this now because we're going to get Giannis now. And, and just the, the idea of any, any sort of, even a sense of any type of disappointment whatsoever and only being locked into Jimmy and Bam, which just got you to the finals is ridiculous. There's no other way to, you know, describe it, but spoils. So that part is right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think, think it's a smaller, it's a smaller chunk of people just totally. like uh, Link said. Yeah. Let's not, I, I, I really want to be super clear that I'm not like wagging my finger at heat fans and saying, you should be like this. And <laughs> I am the, the quintessential Miami heat fan. Like that's not where I'm coming from at all. Like I realize that most people are seeing this with a level head and they're happy to have Jimmy and Bam as the cornerstones of the franchise. It's just more about like, Sometimes the loudest, 
the, the loudest dogs are the ones who get hit or something like that, where like you just hear them. And, and it's just a shame that you could have something like this get overshadowed by people looking at um, kind of hypothetical flexibility and hypothetical acquisitions when you actually have uh, a team that just got to the finals was two wins away maybe could have won the nba championship if bam Adebayo and goran dragic were fully healthy and you're locking up these guys bringing them back and you have the ability to uh get you know new you, you can in an influx of talent is just a trade away so i feel like uh overall let's not get be too hard on heat fans but there needs to be a few that maybe gain a little bit more perspective as we go through this would you rather have bam out of bio at north of 30 million dollars a year or gordon hayward oh my god uh-huh <laughs> i mean if you're the knicks if you're a nick fan okay and i was one okay a long time ago if you're in if, if, if you're a nick fan would you be satisfied with having bam out of bio and jimmy butler matt locked up to max deals a knicks fan if you were a Knicks fan, I'm just Any asking fan, you for some perspective Knicks, here. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. But yes. you just picked like the worst example. I, I, that's, Knicks look, fans haven't it's had the biggest market in the country. If, no, if no, no, you, but I'm, they've I'm been going they, after guys for the past 20 years, if they you know better had, than anybody, they haven't done anything for 20 well, years. No, but I three, get it, but that's a my finals point. team. They, they will be ecstatic. They will be going, Jimmy and Bam would honestly get so much hype from New York fans and New York media that they would get. Uh, risen to a to a meteoric level. The day the Lakers drafted Brandon Ingram, they would have loved to hear. I mean, obviously, Bam Adebayo wasn't a thing at that time, but like they would have loved to have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo as the cornerstones of the franchise. Any franchise would be uh, happy to be in this pole position. So I just feel like when you think about, okay, maybe a hard cap prevents you from keeping both Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, but if it is what you got to do to get Giannis Antetokounmpo, like what are we talking about here? Like. Like he's an MVP. He might be the best player on the planet. Well, or well, if it and, takes and, one of those guys. And, and, be, and, no, and beyond that, Greg. Okay. And again, I, look, if they can keep Tyler and Duncan, they absolutely should. Okay. Unless there is that player like a Giannis or a Beal or somebody like that necessitates it. But you're talking about one guy that when he was drafted, nobody wanted. The Heat fans didn't want. 78% of them, when I polled it immediately, didn't like the Tyler Hero pick. And the other one, Duncan Robinson, we were having conversations on this very podcast before the season last year, like, is he going to be part of the rotation? Is he going to stay on the roster? Like, I mean, these are, think of where we were. Like, There's probably a clip of me out there saying they should cut Duncan Robinson to bring in some, like, lower-level free agent. Yes, most likely. Most likely. Listen, if a lot of people had it their way, Seku, I can't even yeah. pronounce his last name correctly, would have been the draft pick instead well, of gonna be Max. Good, but you're right. No, you know, you know, but, but you're right. And here's the other thing. They have a guy who was second in, in rookie of the year voting who is now their fifth guard, Okay. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. And, and I, I just, th this idea, again, I'm not going to be an apologist when they make bad moves. Okay. I'm not going to be an apologist. I will. You might be. I, I, I will not be. But the point is, like, you can see with everything that they did for the past few days that they knew that this, the potential of this was coming. And I, I mean, so they prepared for it. And as I always say about them, there's a plan and there's a plan after the plan and there's a plan after the plan and there's a plan after the plan. So it's like a flow chart, right? I mean, you're looking and you know, you go one direction. Okay. And, and okay, now we got to go here and we got to try this and, and they're prepared for this. They know it's coming and they're waiting for the next guy to say he wants to be here. And they're still in position to make that happen before for all the cap clearing that they did to get LeBron and Bosch here. They still, on that week, had to get rid of Michael Beasley. 
Okay. They had to package him to Minnesota. Yeah. The, the only guy who was left was Chalmers. They had to get rid of everybody else. There were late moves that had to be made. And he, it's not just them. When, when David Griffin was trying to bring in LeBron James, okay, what did they do, right? That le- we knew that there was a good chance LeBron was going to Cleveland because all of a sudden Griff started making all these little trades to dump players around the league to clear the space. It's not, and, and that's the, and I, I'm a fan of Griff, but I mean, that's the Cavs, okay? This is the Heat. They're going to be fine, okay? They're going to be fine. As you mentioned, they drafted a guy in the last pick of the lottery and he became a max player. There's only one other player the Heat have ever drafted in their entire history who warrants that. One. That's it. Karan Butler didn't. Michael Beasley didn't. Okay, Justice Winslow didn't. None of them did. One. One guy has warranted that, and now they have a second. And this guy was drafted 14th, not 5th. I, I think it's a pretty good day. I think it's a pretty good day. Guy wanted to be here, wanted to get locked up down here, loves his teammates. Jimmy would have, I mean, Jimmy would have, I don't know, committed capital murder if, if he wasn't brought back. It, it, to me, this is fine. It's fine, okay? And it's not that little meme of this is fine that you see on Twitter. This is legitimately fine. Any final thoughts before we close the book on this? No, I, I only have one, and that is Andy is smarter than all of us at this stuff. Yes, I'll agree with that. Although I don't want to tell Andy that directly because that might go to his head. But is he smarter than you, Alex? Oh, yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> all right. Representative of all the Young Heat fans, Alex Toledo. Uh, again, catch Tropical Blanket, Greg Sylvander, Ethan J. Skolnick. Uh, we will be back. We've got this. We did this lineup podcast. Uh, we will get to that. Nothing from today changed that. So we'll post that a little bit later in the week. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving if you're listening to this around that time. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.